Hello again, everybody. It's Pastor John with Living Discipleship Ministries. I'd like to welcome you back uh, to season four of the uh, Living Discipleship Ministries podcast. Uh, we're glad you could join us today, and uh, we'll cover at the end how you can uh, find us, like us, subscribe to us, and all that kind of good stuff. But today, we're going to get right into the Word here. Uh, we're going to be looking at two different sets of scriptures today. Uh, first one is First John chapter 2. Uh, we're going to be in verses 15 to 21, and the uh, other one is in 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, uh, verses 16 to 28. If you want to kind of get your Bible ready ahead of time, you know you'll have plenty of time to find it, but we've got them marked here. So so anyway, you know, we've kind of touched on this before in previous episodes, previous uh, years and whatnot about, you know, just the evil that's in the world, you know, and the, the spirit of the Antichrist, as it refers to here in the Bible. Um, you know, it, every day is a struggle between good and evil. We know that, uh, you know, in Job, when he, when he says, where have you been talking to the devil? He says, I've been roaming up and down to and fro roaming the world. So the, the devil and, and, and the evil, the spirit of the Antichrist, all the evil, the demons, all of these things we can speak about are, uh, they're just out in the world roaming around looking for somebody to devour, you know. It says in First uh, Peter, I believe, you know, be sober, be vigilant, because your your adversary, the devil, is roaming around looking for somebody to devour, you know. So, so we know that spirit's out there, you know. There's a struggle between good and evil every single day. Um, we know that, you know, nothing bad comes from the Lord; it's, it's a work of evil and all. You know, we can go on down the road with that all day long. But today, we're just going to kind of rehash something here. First uh, John chapter fifteen. Or First John chapter 2, excuse me, uh, verses 15 to 21. I'm going to go ahead and read that. It says, Love not the world, neither the things that are in the world. If any man love the world, the love of the Father is not in him. For all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life, is not of the Father, but is of the world. And the world passeth away, and the lust thereof. But he that doeth the will of God abideth forever. Little children, it is the last time, and as ye have heard that Antichrist shall come, even now there are there many Antichrists, whereby we know that it is the last time. And this is John, you know, one of the apostles that had written this, you know, and when he wrote it, you know, even then at that time, he said, uh, uh, verse 18, little children, it is the last time. See, as soon as Christ died, they started talking about, you know, we're in the last days, the end is coming, you know. And as you have heard that Antichrist shall come, even now are there many Antichrists, whereby we know that it is the last time. So that spirit of evil is what that is, is what that Antichrist spirit is, you know, and that's that's what the, the evil works through. And we look at the world today. I mean, I don't even have to tell you uh, all of the craziness in the world. I mean, we've touched on it several times in these previous episodes, but, you know, most recently, uh, I didn't see it, haven't heard about it, but I heard at the Grammys there was some some artist come on and 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 sang us or performed this song called Unholy, you know. And I've I've not even looked it up yet. I've had several people tell me about it and everything. I've I've heard enough to know what it was. And but you know we're in a day and time where that kind of nonsense can be on primetime television, unedited. You know, um, who 
tell me that's not the spirit of the Antichrist working. That's not an evil. That's not the spirit of evil. That's not sinful, sinful, lustful flesh talking, as it refers to here in, in the scripture. You know, and now the our children are seeing this, or we're seeing this. You know, even if you're not paying attention or you don't want it, you know, it, it's it's getting in your mind. It's in your head. It's a topic of conversation. You know. And then you turn around and you have the big revival going on at the college. This where the spirit fell and that's been going on for a while and all of that. You know, so just for every evil, you see a good. You see both. You see the spirit of God working and you see the spirit of the Antichrist working all through here. And, you know, we got to be careful uh, not to get caught up in, it. you know, going back to verse 15. Love not the world, neither the things that are in the world. If any man love the world, the love of the Father is not in him. Now, we know worldly things, you know, the, the lust, like it's fixing to say here, for all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, the pride of life is not of the Father, but it is of the world. See, these things do not come from heaven. They do not come from from the Father. You know, the the uh, the lust of the flesh, the jealousy, the... Uh, you know the, the the looking at the opposite sex and and the adulterous thoughts, the the cheating on your spouse, all of those kind of things, um, lust of the eyes. You're coveting things that other people have. You know, it's one thing to have ambition. It's one thing to say, you know, I want to get to a point in life where I can afford that nice house or I can afford that nice car. But to sit there and be jealous and be enraged over your neighbor having something or your friend from work and you know the lust of the flesh, lust of the eyes. It's all it's all of the world. It's not of the Father. The pride of life. We become self-righteous. You know, we get a good job and we start making some money. And we start thinking we don't need God anymore because life's pretty good, you know. We start getting, getting, getting self-righteous. All of these things are of the world is how we're easily confused. You know, said, none of that is of the Father. It is of the world. You know, and we come to the point now where... We allow these unholy things to be seen on social media, on TV, you know, in the news, on the paper, you know, and, and ads and on billboards and TV commercials, television shows, wherever it may be. And um, we just um, we let it run rampant, you know, and, and we as con Christians are always confused because um we think, well, you know, we're, we're being judgmental. We can't say anything about that. We're being judgmental. We're not supposed to judge. I'm like, what? that's not judging. You know, that's, that's spotting evil and pointing it out. Good is good. Bad is bad. Evil is evil. Right is right. Wrong is wrong. You know, it's, not, it's our job. It's our duty to teach our young what's good, what's bad, what's holy, what's of the world. It's not a judgment. It is not anything wrong. When you say, I don't want to see this stuff, I don't want to allow it in my house. Now, you can get too far the other direction, you know, but that's a that's a topic for another another time. But, you know, we're supposed to stand each other up and tell each other and warn each other when evil is about. We're supposed to stand and rise against evil, not conform to it, not bend down to it, not accept it. It talks about it in Revelations there when he's talking about the seven sins, you know, the seven churches and their defaults he has. You know, one of them is talking about, you know, they've just started to accept whatever happens, you know, and they've just they just turned the other cheek and let it happen. Not only happen in the world, but happen in the church. You know, we're called to action. 
we're not called to, to fight and, and, and act a fool, but we are called to differentiate between good and evil and to spread the gospel and to separate sin from righteousness, not to condemn people for their sin. But, you know, a lot of these people don't even know they're sinning, you know. Anyway, little children, it is the last time, and as ye have heard, the Antichrist shall come, and even now there are many Antichrists, whereby we know that it is the last time. It's nothing new. The whole Antichrist and the evil being here is nothing new. It's been around forever. So even back in the times when they wrote this Bible, when the apostles were here, I mean, it was the spirit of the Antichrist that led to Christ getting getting uh, crucified on the cross you know that's not that's not a holy thing that's not a godly thing yeah it was scripture it had to be fulfilled but you know you talk about i always do good for people and now everything bad always happens to me nobody on this earth has done what jesus did for people nobody on this earth was sin free nobody was good as jesus was and look what they did to him you see so there's evil been around forever forever and you know, there's nothing that's been done to you that hasn't already been done to him. And, you know, for us to try to compare ourselves and our struggle and our worries, you know, for us to even to whine about it at all, which we all do. But, you know, it just pales in comparison to what he had to go through. We should think about that when we're thinking about how how uh, abandoned we are, or how much we're lacking or, you know, any of these things that we commonly feel like we've been neglected or feel like we've been done wrong. Just remember, you've not suffered nothing like Jesus did. So anyway, but the point of this is, is the spirit of the Antichrist has always been in the world, you know, since he was cast out of heaven, since it's since Cain and Abel, you know, that spirit's been there. And the Holy Spirit is there as well. And it's up to us to make the choice what we're going to follow, what we're going to do. It's up to us to, to go tell the others, as they say, to decide what we're going to do. Which side are we going to be on? You know, there's absolutely nothing wrong with you talking to people. There's absolutely nothing wrong with you reciting what the Bible says about sin and what is a sin and what is not a sin. Now, there is a difference. You don't go slap people upside the head with the Bible and say, oh, you're a sinner. You're this. You're that. You're going to hell. You know, you didn't see Jesus do that. You seen him teach what is sin and what is right, how to overcome sin. You seen him love people, even the sinners. He had dinner with Zacchaeus, you know, and, and, and just be it in his presence. Zacchaeus' heart was changed. You see, um, Saul, who was Paul, he was coming after him. And this being in his presence on the road to Damascus caused Paul's heart to change immediately. And then he went into Damascus, waited the three days, Ananias came. But immediately when he started, it says, yes, Lord. And he obeyed what Jesus, what he was told to do. So see, he didn't slam anybody upside the head with the Bible. He just let them in the presence. He let his light shine in their midst. That's what we're to do. How are we to say that we know better than Jesus how to preach the gospel? He lived it. He showed it. You know, he didn't slap people upside the head with the scripture. He uh, just let them be in his presence. He led the example. He led the way. He set the tone. That's how we overcome it. You know, we don't just sit still. We don't just let it happen. We don't ignore it. But we don't run around with this holier than now, greater than now attitude either. Because we're not going to gain any traction. 
You know, that's one of the tools the devil uses to keep people out of church. He said, oh, they're just here to judge you. They're just here to tell you how to how to live your life. And in fact, that's not what the gospel is about at all. So we have to be careful how we how we approach this, how we approach this uh, this this great commission we have to go forth and tell all the world of the gospel and the good news. So anyway, kind of a sidebar, but nevertheless, something that needed to be said. Let's move into First Thessalonians uh, chapter five. We'll be in First uh, Thessalonians chapter five, uh, verses sixteen to twenty-eight. And in this, you know, we say, well, the spirit of the Antichrist is in the world and has been, you know, what do we do? How do we protect ourselves? How do we stay strong? You know, how do we stay where we need to be and be washed in the word? You know, what is our calling here? To How do, how do we combat this? You know, and there's several things in the Bible, but this one kind of stood out to me just in general. First uh, Thessalonians chapter 5, verses 16 to 28 here, I'm going to read. Uh, Rejoice evermore. Pray without ceasing, and everything give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. Quench not the spirit, despise not prophesyings. Prove all things, hold fast to that which is good. Abstain from all appearance of evil, and the very God of peace sanctify you wholly. And I pray, God, your whole spirit and soul and body be preserved blameless under the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. Faithful is he that calleth you who also will do it. Brethren, pray for us. Greet all the brethren with a holy kiss. I charge you by the Lord that this epistle be read unto all the holy brethren. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you. Amen. Rejoice evermore. Be thankful for where you're standing. Be thankful that you're there taking a breath. Rejoice and be glad. This is a... What does it say? Uh, this is the day that the Lord has made. Rejoice and be glad in it. You know, every day you have here on earth is another gift. Is another, you know, be thankful for everything. Pray without ceasing. Constantly be in prayer. You know, it's hard this day and time to just spend an entire day in prayer. But as constantly as possible, you know, you don't have to stop and do some special ceremonial thing. You don't have to speak all certain words you can just stop and pray and the time that it takes for you to listen to somebody's problem and you pat them on the back and say i'll pray for you you could have prayed for them during that time it does not have to be fancy it does not have to be special it just needs to pray with everything pray without ceasing pray that you have a good day pray that whatever is in your path today that god go before you and and straighten it out or give you the courage, the wisdom to work your way through it. Whatever it is, you know, be in prayer constantly in that regard. Put everything before him. Ask his guidance in everything you do. And in everything, give thanks. For this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. Be thankful for everything. Everything is happening. Because it even says, you know, even the bad things that are going on in your life. It says in James that no discipline is good why you endure it but in the end you're you're basically you're stronger and you're better and you're better equipped at the end so yeah i had to go through a trial today that devil got a hold of me and put some evil in my path and you know god saw me through it he gave me the courage he gave me the strength he saw me through it and because at the end of that day you could go man i had to deal with this all day long i had to put up with this had to put up with that it was such a bad day or you could go you know what i was tested today 
I learned some things about me today. I got a little stronger today and I'm a little, I'm a little, got a little bit more armor built up on me today because I done been through this. I've been down that road and God was with me. My faith jumped up a little bit, jumped up a little notch today because I know God was there with me. You know, even in the bad, there's always good. It's making you stronger. Give thanks even in the bad. Give thanks even for the small things. You know, we take for granted drawing that next breath. That next breath is not owed to you. That drive home today to see your family is not owed to you. Give thanks for everything. Everything. Give credit where credit is due. Every good thing in your life comes from the Lord. It does not come from you. Give thanks in every situation and everything. Quench not the spirit. This goes to that revival that's going on in, what is it, Asbury, I think, is the name of the town. Is a college or the name of the town. I've not followed it real close. I've followed what's going on, but I didn't really pay attention to where. But the thing is, you know, that there, there was a church service there, some kind of event, and then a few people hung around after, and then they kind of fired off their own thing again, and then it was going on for like a week, and it may still be going on. I don't know. It went on for a long time. You know, that's the spirit of God moving, you know. When we're sitting in church on Sunday and the preacher gets a little long-winded and we start looking at the watch and we're concerned about some sporting event or, or some trip we're supposed to take or, you know, we want to get home so we can take our Sunday nap, you know, that's all well and good. Sunday's a day of rest or whatever. But, you know, Jesus did all this stuff for us and we have so much trouble just giving him an hour on Sunday. You know, we're worried about a football game. We're worried about an event. We're worried about a cookout. We're worried about a nap. We're worried about getting home, whatever. I mean, look what he did. Look what he does for you every day. And you want to complain and fuss and be looking at your watch over trying to give him an hour on Sunday. You know, when the spirit of God moves, you know, you're in the presence of the Lord. There's no better place to be. If that preacher gets a little long winded or somebody gets up to give a testimony or some kind of thing is going to quench, not the spirit. Let it roll, man. You'd be glad you're there. Be glad you're there to witness it. Be glad you're in the presence of the Lord. Nothing is more important, you know. So don't quench the spirit. When the spirit's moving, let it move. You know, there'll be time to do other things. Number 20, despise not prophesying. I will combine this with 21. Prove all things and hold fast that which is good. So, you know, when people come to tell you and they claim to be Christians, you know, and they want to tell you what the Bible says, they want to give you their interpretation, their opinion. You know, those are trigger words for some people. But, you know, the Bible's written in black and white. But, you know... We might not both see it eye to eye. We might not understand. And this is a situation where we pray. And maybe we pray together. We pray individually. Whatever. We pray that God reveal his word to us. That he reveal the truth to us. And clear out any misunderstandings we may have. Or any misinterpretations of the word. And what it means. But listen to, to other Christians. Listen to people when they want to talk to you about God. And, and want to tell you. Because you never know. You might learn something. You might have some understanding. So listen to it, but then 21, prove all things and hold to that which is good. Okay, so prove all things. How do we prove it? How do we know this guy? We go back to the Bible and we take those things that that person might have told us and, and we go back and we look it up in Scripture and see what the Scripture says. And if those prophesyings, if those things that man or woman told you are backed up by Scripture and it's a sound doctrine, then hold fast to that which is good. But if you can't find it in the Bible and you pray and you, it's not revealed to you, trash it. 
trash it. It's a false prophet. You know, those wolves in sheep clothing come to mislead people all the time. They mislead people. They get them out of church. They got people thinking they're holy, thinking they're Christian, thinking they're doing good, and they've been misleading them this whole time. You know, the word of God is simple. It says, do not let the simplicity, just as the serpent beguiled, which means fooled Eve in the garden, do not let the simplicity that is in Jesus Christ, you know, fool you. It is very simple. It is not complicated. It is very simple to be a follower of Christ. Yes, it's sacrifice. Yes, there's some suffering. But the act of following Christ and trying to do better, the act of accepting him is a simple act. It's not complicated. There's no class. There's no no big meeting that has to happen. There's no special touching of hands. It says, Romans 10, 13, all who call upon him on the name of the Lord shall be saved. All you got to do is call on him. Call on him. That's it. Let him into your life. Let him into your heart. Repent of your sins. Change your ways. Become a follower. Profess it with your lips. Believe it in your heart. Into the water, the old man dies. The new man is born with baptism. It's just that simple. Just that simple. So, abstain from all appearance of evil. We make mistakes. We, uh, we sin here and there. We get in these crowds and we get to talking and talking that stuff that we ought not talk sometimes. But abstain from all appearance of evil. That means we have to abstain from any evil in our own lives, which is sin. It's those things we make, those decisions we make, those things we do. And then, you know, like the, like a little unholy song on TV, abstain from that. If it's evil, turn it off. You don't have to watch that. You don't have to let that infectious mess get spoken into your home or into your ear. Cut it off. Change it. And it says, and the very God of peace sanctify you wholly. And I pray God, your whole spirit and soul and body be preserved blameless under the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. Faithful is he that calleth you who also will do it. Okay. The Lord promises. He says, I use the same yesterday, today, and tomorrow. His word does not return void. He tells us what he's going to do. He tells you what you have to do. And it's all, all we got to do is do it. And, and, and the good part is we don't even have to be perfect at it. We just got to give it our best shot and do it with a pure heart and try. You don't, you don't use the gospel. You don't use the blood of Jesus as a get out of jail free card, but we are flesh. He says the, uh, the, uh, spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. He knows that he made us, but you know, if it was simple, anybody could do it. That's the old saying we hear. So you have to make the decision. You have to make the sacrifice. You have to give up those worldly things, those fleshly things that might give you pleasure or make you feel good or give you acceptance into the world. But you know, it's like the song says, I don't want to, I don't want to, uh, tell my, gain the world and lose my soul. You know, you don't want to spend time getting fleshly pleasure and lose your eternal soul, your, your trip to heaven. So, yeah, we might have to give up that those old ways we used to have. But it's only a short time that we'll be in heaven rejoicing evermore with eternal life. So, you know, I want you to know this is not some new trend that just started with what they call the woke society or the political atmosphere or whoever's elected or not elected president or what the economy's doing. None of this is new. It says nothing is new under the sun is in the scripture. And, 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 and John there, the apostle, is talking about the spirit of the Antichrist is already among us. It's already there. It's been around. That evil's been around a long time. This is nothing new. 
How we fight it and overcome it is nothing new. So this ain't something that just started. This is just, you know, it's been around forever. Maybe some things are more prevalent now. Maybe uh, we're starting to see it at home now where before it was overseas or here, there, and yonder, some of these things, you know, and, and sin is starting to be more accepted as a norm, you know. So we're seeing a little bit more. What we're doing is seeing the increase. We're, You know, the sin and the evil has been around since the dawn of time, since Cain and Abel. What we're seeing is as we get closer to the end in those last days, we're seeing it increase. We're seeing the things come true that are spoken in the Bible. Now, I'm not going to sit here and tell you, oh, we're in the end times. The end could come before I finish this statement. I have no idea when it's coming, and I don't pretend to know. The Bible says it's not for us to know, and we won't know. It'll come like a thief in the night. But it also says, you know, you'll see certain things start to happen. And we've been seeing things happen for, for a thousand years or better. It's just increasing, you know. So, yeah, every day that goes by is one day closer. So don't, you know, don't get all out in the left field on this. But just know that spirit of the Antichrist is around. You're starting to see sin increase and be more accepted. Those days are coming. And it's up to us as a Christian to stand fast, hold our ground, raise our families right. And abstain from this evil and, and stay close to God and stay prayed up so we can be protected. So we'll pick up again with another episode. That was just kind of a refresher. You know, we kind of touched on that in the past. And it's just kind of a reminder, you know, because it's easy to get discouraged as you watch this stuff going on in the world. And, you know, but this ain't nothing new. It's been around for a long time, you know, and, and our way to combat it's been around just as long longer. But anyway, I'd like to thank you for joining us here on this first episode of 2023 or season four. Um, if you haven't, I would ask you, please like and subscribe to this on whatever platform or venue you're hearing it. Share it with your friends. Lead other people to it. Um, one of our episodes, a coon hunting story, has been seen on here four, or been listened to 406 times. You know, that seems to be a popular one. Uh, you may go back and check that out. There's another one called Be the Light that I thought was pretty good. It's about 45 minutes long, you know, just for to, to prepare for that. But, you know, you can find us on Facebook as well at Living Discipleship Ministries. That's our Facebook page with our church happenings and events. And you can see there how to support the church financially through Cash App or Venmo if you want to. Uh, today in the description, there should be a link posted up where you can support the podcast um, you can, uh, support it, uh, monthly just to help us keep this thing going. There's a clip, there's a tab on there at the bottom of the introduction. You should be able to click. We're going to test it out after this first episode, but, uh, it should be there where you can click to support this podcast and help us, you know, get some extra content up and keep the computers running and the lights on here so we can keep this going. So we thank you for your time today. Please like, share, and subscribe. And if you have any questions, you can email us at livingdiscipleshipministries at gmail.com. Thank you all and God bless.